Hey everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini So This week we're doing something a little bit different. It's just me, Papa Scotch, no Dr. Scientist, no Chomp Slap. I'm on my own, so I decided to maybe move ourselves into a new recurring segment, maybe? And this week we're talking about video game movies. That's right, every, I don't know, once a month, once every two months, several times a month. I don't know how we're going to do it. But I am going to talk about a movie that is based off a video game. So I decided to do the inaugural, I guess, installment with uh, the last video game movie I just watched. And that is this week's topic we're talking about. And by we, I mean me, Tomb Raider 2018. Uh, it stars Alicia Vikander. I'm pretty sure that's close. Alicia Vikander is her name. She is playing the one of the most famous characters from all the gaming, Laura Croft. Now, this movie, the 2018 movie, is a lot different than the Angelina Jolie one from, I don't know, 2002 or four, whenever it came out. And we're kind of tying this back to the new Tomb Raider games that came out, the last two, uh, Shadows of the Tomb Raider and just Tomb Raider. I played the first one, really enjoyed it, and it took a pl- it. The original Laura Croft games took place when Laura was in maybe I don't know her late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties even, where she was already an established treasure hunter. I mean, we talked about it in the podcast. the The first thing we see about her character is the fact that she's hunt- already hunted Bigfoot, and she's a big deal in this universe. So that's where the first game opens. So now this is a different kind of sort of take on Laura Croft is kind of a, a reboot of the story. And this version of Laura Croft is uh, early 20s, younger version. And this is kind of her finding her calling, I guess, is the start of this one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through a brief synopsis of the story in my own words, how it went. And then uh, I'm going to go through bit by bit, discuss it. And uh, we'll talk about some of the good moments, some of the bad, and we'll wrap it up where was this faithful to the game, or was it good? First, the uh, synopsis is that Laura Croft is in her early 20s. She, Her father had went on a expedition seven years earlier, never came back. So she was, you know, just a little kid, basically. Right now, where we're at with the company is, and with her family is that her father's still technically missing. He's not dead. So... Basically, Laura has to sign papers that say from the next of kin that, you know, they're kind of giving up the search. Father's dead and with him passed away, with him officially dead, then Laura will inherit everything. That's where it starts. So there's kind of like a corporate greed motive in here somewhere. But uh, we get introduced to Laura. So at this point in the story, Laura's still very convinced her dad is still out there. Uh, and that may be the case, but, you know, he's been gone for seven years. So she's kind of too stubborn, and she doesn't want to give up hope. One day she's... I forget exactly how. Maybe I'll get into it. But uh, they she stumbles upon her dad's secret room, gets a clue, and decides to go to the island to find her father. Uh, she enlists the help of a boat captain. They go out to the island where her father was last seen. And then... We'll get into that a little bit, too, in, the, in, in a minute. But... Uh, once they get to the island, there's already a bunch of people there. She, Laura Croft does find her father, who just happens to be alive. And then there's another group of mercenaries hired by Patna, is the name of the company they work for. 
their point of being there is they've been there for the exact same time, like seven years, just as long as uh, Laura's father. Their idea is to find the secret in the temple and not come back until they do. So they've been there a long time. They're not thrilled about it. They want to come home. They want this all to be over. And if Laura Croft's father is going to stand the way, they're going to mow right through him. Laura, after she finds her father and he convinces himself that Laura's actually real this time, they kind of team up. The idea is that this man cannot get into the temple because what is in there is terrifying and going to kill everybody. Blah, blah, blah. Eventually, they do get in. Father lets her in. So eventually, they all get in. Uh, the main bad guy, played by Walton Goggins, who I'll get to in a sec, too. But uh, basically, there's an altercation. They find out that the whole thing that uh, the woman who was buried in there, it's a temple. The reason she was there is because she was infected with a virus and she was immune. So it's an extremely contagious, rapidly wasting virus that turns you into zombies. Like the rage zombies from 20 Days Later. Yeah, because there's zombies in here too. But uh, that is mostly the gist. Laura gets away. Her father dies. She decides to be a Tomb Raider. She gets her inheritance. And we assume that she's going to start on some kind of global jaunt to either find treasure or get back at the woman who set her and her family up basically to die. So that is the brief synopsis of the entire story. I probably should have gave a spoiler warning, but I figure if you're here... You're already into spoilers. And plus, it's like two years old. Give me a break. You're not going to watch it. You can. Were you sitting there? Really? Like, oh my god, I can't wait till the new Tomb Raider comes to store to other platforms. It's been out for two years. Whatever. What I want to get in a little bit of the cast. So, like I said, Alicia Vikander is the main character. Laura Croft. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's very big. Then her father's played by Dominic West, who I mostly remember as McNulty, but he was also in 300. He was in, he's in so many things. You may not know exactly who he is, but if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Definitely McNulty from The Wire for me. Then the main bad guy is played by Walton Goggins, who long history of television. He was on The Shield forever. He was on like from episode one all the way through. He was on uh, Justified as the main bad guy for, oh god, I can't remember the actor's name, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant, he's the main bad guy to him. He's another one of those uh, character actors too that has been in a billion things. He's great. Every time he comes in, the project's better. Every time. So he's fantastic. Loved him in Vice Principles. Great in The Righteous Gemstones. And that's just recent stuff. He's been in a billion things. Uh, So having him here is definitely a plus. Uh, Rounding out the cast, you also have Daniel Wu, who plays the son of the fishing boat captain who took Laura to the island. He kind of takes a backseat partway through the story, and we'll get to it, where he is basically captured and forced into slavery, which is a thing, because the mercenaries are using slaves to dig. So that's kind of a bummer. But uh, he eventually, you know, rebels and gets back and ends up surviving the whole thing. So those are your main actors. You also have the only other person really of note is Kristen Scott Thomas, who's been I mean, she's an English actor. She's been in uh, I think she got famous with the English patient. Uh, I remember her from Tell No One. She's fantastic. Always adding some real like if you can't get Judy Dench, you call Kristen Scott Thompson Thomas. Because she'll be a great, classy, supporting character. 
So let's go through beat by beat. We'll talk a little bit about the story in detail and, you know, some thoughts, some ideas, whatever. Uh, the beginning of the story starts with Laura in a boxing gym and she's, you know, tough. She's a boxer. She's sparring with someone else. They beat the shit out of her or almost choke her out. Like she's too, it's supposed to so, show that she's tough. Uh, she's young. She's a badass. She isn't perfect. She's fallible. She's not the best out there. But uh, she is almost about to pass out rather than tap out. So that tells you she's resilient, I guess, which is a good trait. Uh, then after that is a very weird scene because she's basically working as a bike messenger and she doesn't have a lot of cash. Not a high paying gig, which is silly because she has, I assume, billions of dollars. She's independently wealthy. Her father was. But she's living in a shitty apartment, making no money as a bike messenger. Uh, she dropped out of university at some point, but... They do this thing called the fox hunt, which is an old, I don't know, a bike thing. I don't know if this is real. But the idea is with her and all her bike friends that all these people, these people who ride bikes as messengers, put in a pool. And then whoever catches the fox gets to keep the pool. The fox is another person. And in this case, Laura volunteers. The idea being if she can get away and last for X amount of time. I don't know how much I ever remember. But then she gets to keep the, pot, the the cash. So this is basically her desperate attempt to get enough to cover uh, some expenses. Uh, but it's it's just, in the story, it's just beating home the idea that she doesn't have a lot of money right now. She She's she's young, she's tough, she's virile, she's a badass. And we've all, we established most of this in the boxing scene. Like, I figured the boxing scene and this could have been... The boxing scene could have been just eliminated. And we could just have her you know, boxing and sparring in the opening credits, and then maybe after that go home to her job. Like, it didn't have to be a whole multi-minute scene. It was just a little much. Uh, we get to see her where she's she's talking to the heads of her company. She won't sign the papers declaring her dad passed away. So she uh, thinks he's alive. She's very stubborn. We see a bunch of flashbacks of what I affectionately named McNulty Dad. He does have a name. He does have a character name. It is Richard Croft. Yeah, huh. I must have missed that or forgot to put it down. Eventually, she's walking through the grounds. She breaks into the thing. She she remembers a clue her dad taught her, some kind of very thin reason. But she breaks back into the house. She goes and finds this secret entrance to her father's, I don't know, hidden room. I don't know if she was, she she's ghost hunt. Like, what is, I don't know what this is. Is she a ghost hunter? What's going on? She gets in there. She finds a message from her father that basically says, hey, if if you're reading this or watching this, I'm dead. You found my secret. I went to this island, blah, 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 filled with backstory. Don't come here. So immediately the first thing she does is she goes to a pawn shop and uh, pawns this amulet of hers, which I guess is a very rare thing. It's worth a lot of money. And that kind of gives her the seed money to go on this expedition to try and find her dad. But this is like it. This is all the money she has. Nick Frost, the indelible, lovely Nick Frost, makes a cameo in here as the pawn shop owner. And he's pretty fantastic with a very limited role. He comes back at the very, very, very end. But in here, he's pretty great. Now, um, Laura travels to Hong Kong. She finds uh, more you know, stuff that belonged to her dad. And this is where she meets Lou. When the reason she got to Lou is because her father uh, needed to hire a boat captain to take her to this island. She found the boat and the guy, but it wasn't him. It wasn't senior. It was junior. Senior also went to the island and never came back. So they kind of both 
get this idea that, well, let's go see what happened to our dads, you know, and, and, and we'll go from there. So Laura gets there. She gets knocked out by Walden Goggins, who says that he killed her dad. And this is where Lou gets put into slavery. And he finds out by talking to the other guys that are in there that his dad was also dead. Now, another moment to talk about Walton Goggins is the bad guy. He's, he, he sees this one worker who's sick and he's not doing well, so he shoots him. So, you know, we get the idea that he's, he's really, really a bad dude. Uh, at one point, Laura's fighting off. She kills a guy. She feels really bad about it, so she's not a monster. There, It's kind of just lazy storytelling, really. Because uh, in the video game, Laura's first kill with, I believe, like they were trying to, you know, sexually assault her and capture her, the bad guys and that, and she fights them off and ends up killing them. And... Like, she, the character in the game is, there's more moment paid to that because there's so much weight involved, you know, with killing someone. And in this, she kind of just blows by it. Uh, there's also a bunch of, like, uh, little moments where she does puzzles, which is a callback to the game. She has this this scroll thing that she uses to get to the, but whatever, I'm, I'll fast forward through most of this shit because it's lazy. It's, it's a lot like the video game in that respect, a lot of puzzles. The main door is a puzzle. Uh, whatever. Now, at this point, after Laura had been captured, she tries to escape. She gets away. She grabs a bow to help her. Lou uh, causes the other people that are enslaved, I guess, is the best word, by Walton Goggins and his company. He kind of unites them. They fire back. They all escape. They run away. And now they get to a point where Richard, her father, couldn't let it go. Like, he couldn't just let these people escape and leave. He had to go check out the door, so he's just standing there by the door. Everyone's run away, and that's, like, it was pretty lame because it was the only excuse to, the only reason you could get to have him inside the cave uh, to have his hero moment and die later, and I didn't care about here for this because they were opening the door. It was too much like the video games. Now, from this point on, this is them exploring the cave, getting to the tomb, and getting out. There is a lot of time spent in this cave, and it's a callback to, like, the Indiana Jones series for sure. There's a moment where they're walking through, they step on, like, one of the pressure plates in the in Indiana Jones, and they hear, like, a machine, a mechanism click, nothing happens. The one guy's like, hey, I thought for a second you were scared, and then he immediately gets impaled through the floor. It was pretty fucking awesome, and that was one of the better scares, or shocking moments of the movie uh after that they get to another puzzle where they have to determine what color they're supposed to put through the door and the floor just starts like falling apart and just disappearing kind of like with indiana jones when he stepped on the tiles and they just fell out you even had the same shot from the bottom looking up as they were falling which whatever that's fine which i i thought this part was also very interesting because all the mercenaries that were with them there was maybe four or five of them and they just lost, like, firepower, like, superiority outside. Like, they don't... There, No one at any point questions, like, hey, do you think all of our bros are still alive? We just spent seven years on a fucking island with them. Maybe they're okay or not. There was a shootout. Everyone might be dead outside this place. Oh, well. And they just... They never mention it, which I thought was odd. But uh, they get to the tomb. Finally. Everyone gets to the tomb. It is... Two mercenaries, Walton Goggins, Laura, Richard, her father. 
they open up the thing, this perfectly preserved body just starts melting away into this blackness. Uh, the one guy goes to touch her, and it it moves. Or uh, They go to touch her and pick her up, and she like springs forward like on a mechanism doing the scare moment, like the person might be dead, but there's just an, a lever on the bottom that caused it. I think that might have caused the whole place to collapse, but maybe not because Richard blows it up later. Basically, from here on out, one of the guys gets infected, one of the mercenaries. They get infected by the zombie disease. They start. Act, they accidentally shoot and kill one of the other mercenaries, and Walton Goggins takes a finger, and he's like, fuck this, and he leaves after her father got hit. So he doesn't care about what's going on. He just left. Father decides to blow up the place because they can't let the virus out, and Laura has to run and stop Walton Goggins before he can get out with this, you know, this disease. That he'll that will weaponize. He he really doesn't care. He just wants to go home, which I kind of sympathize sympathize with. But they should have made it more. Well, I'll get it. I'll get into it on my recap. So uh, then Laura tracks him down. They have a fight. She before she even fights him, or as they're fighting, she kicks a ladder down over this long crevice that they got across. I don't know where they got the ladder, but they got across it. She kicked the ladder. They're both fucked. She couldn't let him leave. She ends up shoving the thing down his throat and punching him in the neck, and he ends up dying from the virus. It was pretty cool, pretty gnarly. So then she jumps out, runs out as the place is exploding, gets out just in time, and then outside meets up with Lou. Since they had already called a chopper to come and pick them up, the mercenaries, that's on its way. They kidnap it, or I guess commandeer it, and then they leave. Laura comes back to England, signs the papers, gets her inheritance, because, you know, she saw her dad die, so now she's satisfied, I guess. And then this is the moment, too, where she sees a ledger of all the companies that she now owns. One of them is Parna, or Parnov, I forget what it says, but it was the company that founded the mercenaries. So she thinks there was a conspiracy. It's kind of led to believe that uh, the woman who was in charge, played by Kristen Scott Thompson, was actually the one that was orchestrating this whole thing from behind the scenes, so... That is what Tomb Raider 2 looks like it's going to be about. I saw they started uh, pre-production on it. Supposed to be out in 2021. And, you know, we'll get a sequel to this franchise. So, did the movie work? Did the story work for me? I guess I'll ask. I don't think it did. Because, well, as far as video game movies go, this is definitely one of the best. (sighs) Top five. There's been a lot of really bad video game movies. So this is definitely up there. The story overall, I don't think worked for me because we, in the beginning, like I said, with the fox hunt and the boxing scene, that could have been cut or shortened a lot. We we got the point, you know? Then there is the, the scenes where they're going into the tunnel where you go through like several different traps and stuff like that. I mean, if I, I don't, this is the whole thing I don't understand. And I know there's a suspension of disbelief here with ancient treasure and sort of movies like that, but I don't understand how or why. There was this massive, these traps and these massive things. Just barrier. Just barrier under the whole hill. No one would ever know it ever existed. You didn't have to build it. Fine. Whatever. So that part I kind of had a problem with. Uh, Walton Goggins, I would have liked it more if there was more ambiguity here. Like, we didn't need that scene where he shot the guy that, like, kind of twisted his ankle, who was one of his slaves. Because we already knew he was keeping slaves. We already knew he was menacing. We already knew he was a bad guy. And we already knew he'd just shoot whoever. We didn't have to actually show it. Like, that was needless. Uh, It kind of does work with the dichotomy with Laura feeling bad. 
And Walton Goggins not giving a shit, you know, like we reinforce who's good and who's bad, but still it would have been nice to give Walton Goggins some more empathy. Like it would have been a much more interesting story if they really slammed home the dude, I just, I don't care anymore. I'm getting off this island. I'm going home aspect because he's been gone for so long, Uh, which they did use a little bit. But it was more about making him evil and clearly the villain. It it just it kind of reeks of like reshoots. You know what I mean? Like to add that Walton Goggins stuff that he just shot like a slave in the wood. Like it doesn't make s- it. That's what it feels like. It's like well, we got to make him more of an of an evil villain. We can't have a guy we relate with do bad things. So it it just I have no idea if that's true or not. It's just kind of what it feels like. Uh, I thought Alicia. Vikander was really good as Laura. I thought she did a great job. She, uh, at the end of the movie, there's this ridiculous scene where she goes back into the pawn shop and Nick Frost is there and they base, she accidentally sees like a gun stash. So she buys two of the guns because, you know, Laura dual wields. So that was kind of ridiculous and over the top and fine for a, a, a credit scene. I'm okay with it, but when you add that on top of all the other video game references we already made, like all the puzzles, we get it. She's good with puzzles. Uh, it, it just, it was too much. It was They tried to shove too much and give too much of a callback to the game instead of making its own individual story. Now, I did like the fact that there was this history, this mythology of this tomb and some kind of weapon in it. You know what I mean? Like, it was just... These old ancient tales about a device in there that would kill everyone. And I love the twist that it wasn't a device. It was a virus. She was immune. She, The queen originally went there to die so she could be away from everybody else. She wasn't the monster. It was it, She was just immune to it. So instead of risk everyone, she went there and died nobly in a, in a tomb, I guess. Which I thought was pretty darn cool. I thought that was a cool twist because... It's kind of like that idea that all legends are based in a sort of reality. So I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to say that was good. I liked that part of it. Uh, but I think overall as a movie, if you just want to see a stupid blockbuster, go for it. I didn't think it was anything really new or innovative. And it was kind of clearly just to set up a franchise. I'd be interested to see where this goes like is it going to be more laura raiding tombs or is it going to be her you know unraveling government and i guess business conspiracies blue collar white white collar conspiracies so it could be interesting i think it could i think it's got a good neat place to go especially if we fast forward a couple of years uh i wouldn't mind seeing laura take on more of like an almost i know this is gonna sound weird but almost like a batman role I'd rather see that because that's essentially what she was but without a suit and just stealing, you know, grave robbing, which I guess is fine now. And uh, in this game, she didn't do that. She didn't take anything. She wasn't a grave robber. She was supposed to be the good guy in all this. So they did a good job with that. I, but overall, out of I'm going to go out of our normal star system and go out of 27. And like I said, I think for video game movies, it was good. But for real movies, it was not so I'm going to give it a 15 out of 27. Now, there's definitely some things they could have done and changed. There was a lot of the dad stuff. I, I, It's just too much shit was too big to be happening in this succession. Like, her dad happened to be alive. 
and then he happened to be able to be the only one that knows how to open the thing. And then he just so happens that he couldn't let it go and he had to be in front of the door. And then it just so happens that he's there to blow it up and kill every like trace of the virus so no one would ever find it. Just with her, the whole dad thing could should have been cut out, I'd say. I would have liked it so much more if she stumbled upon his body and there was a note or some kind of data in there that said, this is where you go. Uh, but I don't know how you would do that by accident, have her stumble upon the body when all the other people on the island haven't seen it. Uh, maybe he left a message somewhere would have been better. I don't, I'm not sure. I, but you know what? I don't get paid to write this shit. So if, if anyone wants to pay me to write this shit, I gladly will. Just, you know, send me a DM on the Instagram. We'll figure it out. But uh, other than that, that's it. I'm going to stop talking about Tomb Raider. Next week, all the boys are back for an episode, I think. I might be wrong about that. But you'll enjoy another one from everybody soon. Uh, so get, you know, you want to get in touch with us, send us an email. Just uh, plottytime at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to fuck with us on the socials, at plottytime on Instagram and Twitter, head on over to our YouTube and check that out too as well. That really helps us out when you like and subscribe and click on stuff, so, and we'd really appreciate it. Other than that, take care, play some games. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. <laughs>